The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to talk about uh, the ECB. We're meeting tomorrow in Frankfurt where it is expected they will announce another hike to interest rates for the third time since the summer. Our consumer expert and presenter of the Home Show here in News Talk, Sinead Ryan, is with me. Sinead, what can we expect? Afternoon, Kieran. Well, the half percent rate rise, which they offered on the last occasion, was considered by some to be a little bit on the cautious side. I, I honestly think we can probably expect, and, and there's many, many commentators suggesting 0.75% interest rate uh, or 75 basis points. And that will bring the interest rate increases up to 2%, which is pretty much where the European Central Bank wants to go on this at this side of Christmas. And why? What's the rationale? Remind us. Well, inflation is running so high at the moment um, that they really have to find a way to temper it. Now, we know that inflation is high because of energy uh, costs and the energy situation. There's not a whole heap we can do about that at the moment, but it is absolutely important that that we temper more borrowing or more money going into the economy. And this is the way of doing it by deploying um, what, what is known as monetary policy or, or fiddling around with interest rates uh, for, for want of a better term. So we are expecting it to go up uh, and that rate, rate rise will probably continue to about late spring 2023. So unfortunately, it's not going to be the last one and I think borrowers are going to have to brace themselves. For somebody uh, on a €200,000 mortgage with, say, 15 years to run, you're looking at, at really an extra €180 Euros a month uh, throughout all the rate rises this year. Now, that's like a big ask for a lot of people and it is going to hit them in the pocket at a time when they're also paying more for their energy. And is there a value in shopping around well, uh, the good news, I suppose, is that a lot of the banks didn't price in the last increase. Uh, the non-bank lenders, some of them did, but the retail banks, uh, the only one that jumped uh, on the last occasion was AIB uh, and only recently and only for new fixed rate mortgages. So it didn't back kind of apply the rate. I, I really don't think we'll be that lucky this time around and it will be incumbent on the others, Bank of Ireland, PTSB, EBS, to uh, probably bring in this particular rate rise or at least the bulk of it. So shopping around is always going to be a good deal. It's always going to be important. And for anybody on fixed rates at the moment, well, they don't have anything to worry about because their repayment will remain exactly the same. Anybody who is on a tracker uh, should hold on to it unless they feel they can get a better rise elsewhere okay. and they don't have that long to go on their tracker. Because we will be over this hump, Kieran. These things are cyclical. Uh, anybody on a variable rate could absolutely save money by looking for a fixed rate uh, online. Check with your own bank first. You don't need to go through the whole rigmarole of switching a bank. You, you, your own bank might be able to offer it to you if you have a better loan to value ratio. In other words, you have de-risked the loan. I would be starting there. Ring your own bank, see what they could do for you uh, and seriously look at moving that. All right, uh, Sinead, thank you very much for that. Sinead Ryan is consumer expert and presenter of the Home Show here in News Talk. With me in studio is Aidan Regan, Associate Professor of Political Economy in the School of Politics and International Relations in UCD. Aidan, if I can read out a couple of headlines, this does sure. from the last few weeks. So from the UK, UK house prices predicted to drop by at least 10% in 2023. New Zealand banks predict 20% drop in house prices over the next year. In Australia, property prices to drop by up to 20%. And Canada is heading for a hard landing 
real estate prices to drop 30%. That, according to experts, and I see The Economist as well recently writing about the global house price slump that is coming. It won't blow up the financial system, but it will be scary. What's happening? Yeah, good question. What's happening? The honest answer, which nobody wants to admit, particularly not central banks, is they don't know. There's a lot of uncertainties, a lot of indeterminacy, right? The system is very complex and people who have such certainty of what's going to happen, well, quite frankly, wouldn't trust them that much. But we know that interest rates are going up. Uh, We know that in all probability, the banks will pass that on to mortgage lenders. Uh, But that... We should have a conversation about whether they should or not because they didn't pass on the negative rates for the past 10 years, right? So Ireland was a bit in the outlier in that regard, but they'll pass on the higher rates. They're going to make money by basically parking their deposits at the central bank. But economists like to use the following term, all else being equal, right? Interest rates going up means house prices going down because it's more expensive to borrow. But in the real world, all else is not equal, right? We live in a very socially embedded system. Markets are complex. There's government policy. Housing is highly spatial. But yeah, I think in Ireland, given that we've had such, let's say, the macro prudential lending rules have sort of mitigated against people taking out relatively bigger mortgages than they can afford. We Mm. can talk about the distributional politics because it means you're depending on inheritance, gift giving. But household debt, comparatively speaking, in Ireland is at the lower end compared to other, say, rich democracies, particularly even in Northern Europe. So will house prices fall with interest rates going up? Perhaps, right? But we just don't know. Will they fall to those 20, 10%? I don't think so, right? Will there be some people out there who may enter into negative equity? Perhaps, right? Is there a systemic risk to the banking sector? I don't know. Perhaps not, right? The central bank can ultimately decide. They can liberalise the mortgage market to get prices going up again if they want. So the honest answer is we just don't know. But possibly we can probably expect some sort of stabilisation in prices and that's not such a bad thing. Yeah, a stabilisation because I think the the natural reaction from some people, people who really feel the pinch of the housing crisis, is to welcome headlines that suggest a collapse in prices. There'll be other people who will break into a cold sweat when they remember 10 years ago and negative equity and builders pulling the plug on projects because they think in a bear market if I'm not guaranteed a return I'm not building this housing estate and then we deal with the legacy 10 years hence. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't think we can expect something like that to happen again. Okay. Right? But for example, if prices... I'll hold you to that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 and I'll hold myself to what I said. We just don't know, right? Yeah. There's so many unknowns. There's so many variables at play here. But what to, to, to quite honest with you, if we were entering into that situation, I would expect the central bank to liberalise mortgage lending, to stoke the animal spirits of borrowing and spending again, and the government could cut taxes. Lots of things the government could do and the central bank could do to stop that from happening, right? But I think, you know, what if house prices fall by say 5% right Mm. is that such a bad thing would that mean that more people are in negative equity now than in the past yes right but would that negatively affect or would it create a systemic risk in the banking sector who knows probably not actually you wouldn't have a huge amount in in a massive amount of negative equity either given the lending rules that have existed exactly if you borrowed 350,000 euro to buy a house and all of a sudden now 10 years later it's worth 490 and prices drop and you sell it for 470 you still have equity in your house right Mm. you're just not getting that huge net wealth effect so we need to have a bit of an honest conversation if I can put it like that in Ireland about whether or not that's a good or a bad thing what would be an optimal drop what what is it, it we've had such massive increases in house prices over time that's not sustainable there has to be some sort of downward adjustment on that the question is what's a stable downward price adjustment that doesn't create systemic risk mm. and also as you say doesn't disincentivize builders from continuing to build and, and, and like I, I hate to sound like I'm, I'm kind of welcoming the opportunity to exploit other people's misfortune but if there are other advanced economies which see a really serious downturn and the stock yeah. of a 20% 30% downturn and you do have these institutional investors who are looking 
looking for a market to invest in. If there is somewhere like Ireland where we're not experiencing it, where there is stabilisation rather than collapse, yeah. suddenly uh, we become more attractive to those investors and a slowdown in other markets means the material costs, the material cost inflation that we are all dealing with and builders are dealing with because, yep. you know, there's such demand all over the world. If demand slumps elsewhere, suddenly those prices might go down as well. Absolutely. But on top of that, I would just add, again, this is the uncertainty. Mm. If all of a sudden you can now borrow or if you can basically buy government bonds now and get a 3 or 4% return and you can guarantee your clients a nice steady 3 4% return in the next few years, maybe you don't want to take the risk of investing and building new real estate where you may not be guaranteed a 5 6%. You just don't know. The negative real interest rate environment for the past 10 years incentivized things like build to rest, build to less, because that's where you could make money. Yes. But if you can just go back into government bonds again, well, maybe that's what you'll do. That's the safe and steady safe and steady, steady investment. You know, okay. If you are the, the the Canadian pension fund, exactly. we'll put it that way. Exactly. So I think that this is the point about there's lots of other factors happening there in the kind of macro finance, macro economy that could also indirectly and directly feed into all the stuff we're talking about. All right. Well, I started off not knowing what was going to happen. I still don't know what was going to happen, and it's possibly because no one really knows what's exactly. going to happen. Uh, Aidan, listen, thanks a million for coming into us in studio. Aidan Regan is associate professor in political economy in the School of Politics and International Relations in UCD. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.